0: Hi, I'm Kate Spina. This is Toward Light, practical Buddhism for the modern world. Each week, I explore ways to apply these timeless teachings to our daily life. Hello, and welcome to Episode 4 of Season 3 of the Toward Light podcast. This episode, I am going to talk about the cycle of dependent origination, which is one way to look at the relationship between dukkha and craving. Understanding this cycle and where we can break this cycle is useful anytime we're trying to stop or interrupt a maladaptive pattern, behavior, craving, clinging. Dependent origination is a complex topic, and I will be sharing my understanding of it. But please know that if this is something you're really interested in, There are some links in the show notes if you want to do some deeper study. This can be quite nuanced, and I'm going to keep it simple for our purposes. The reason this came up as a topic is that someone wrote me with a dilemma. They had gone to 12-step recovery meetings for years, but in the last few years, they found other tools to support their recovery and had some negative experiences in the 12-step rooms, so decided to stop going to the 12-step meetings. But every few months or so, after some internal and external pressure, there was some sort of hook there, and they would go back to a meeting and immediately regret it. Why I like this example so much is that the issue or the behavior change is about something that used to be good for or work for the person and doesn't anymore. Last episode, I talked about how some internal mental patterns were useful when we were children, but then as adults, they no longer serve us. And in some ways, it's harder to see these things or harder to break these patterns because they're more subtle. I also like this example because I am in recovery, and at times I've used 12-step recovery, but other times I have not. So I can really relate to this person's struggle. Again, I was this idea of conditioning. I did 12 step recovery early in my recovery when I was in my late teens and early 20s. So that was still a very formative time for me. So a lot of my messaging around recovery still is from that time. I'm going to talk through the steps of dependent origination once, then again, with a more obvious or less nuanced example. And then a third time with this example of changing recovery paths. A note, many of the Pali words do not have a direct clear English equivalent, so I do my best, but I'll use some Pali words as well. I'm mostly using a translation from Ajahn Suchito from his book, Turning the Wheel of Truth, commentary on the Buddha's first Teaching*. So the 12 links of dependent origination, Paticca Samupada. Ignorance, Avijja, which can be not seeing the truth of things, like the truth of the three marks of existence, the truth of karma. It can be some willful ignorance of knowing that there's something that's difficult and you're just refusing to look at it. And ignorance can also be that sort of autopilot that we do throughout our days. Next comes mental activity, sankhara. This is the unchecked mind running its regular condition programs, which leads to consciousness, vijnana. Consciousness happens, arises moment to moment. It's impermanent, but we don't see that when we're, when we're on autopilot, when we're coming from ignorance and our unchecked sankharas, our consciousness can get stuck can get solidified. Then there's Namarupa, name and form, which is the building blocks of our world based on Vinyana, based on our consciousness. The example Ajahn Sucido uses in the, this book is if there's a house and an architect is looking at that house and an unhoused person is looking at that house, based on their vanyana, based on their consciousness, based on their mental activities, they're gonna see that house in different ways, right? The architect's gonna be looking at it from an architectural perspective, the unhoused person is gonna be looking at it as a form of shelter. So Namarupa leads to the six senses, the five senses we learned in kindergarten, plus the thinking mind. That's all the input that we're getting that can often create impulsive action. And then there's contact. Something happens and we identify. If we're we're stuck in the cycle of dependent origination, this is where we divide. This is where we identify other and self. This is where we put ourselves away from or separate from. This is also between contact and Vedana, between contact and feeling tone. This is a space where we have an opportunity to break the cycle. So I'll talk through that more in the next example. So we have contact and then we have Vedana. This thing is pleasant, unpleasant, or neutral. And again, if we're stuck in this cycle, we blindly follow. If it's pleasant, we grasp at it. If it's unpleasant, we push it away. If it's neutral, we may check out. We may try and find something more pleasant. We just blindly follow our programming. And then there's thirst, tanha. So if it's pleasant, we want more of it. If it's unpleasant, we're pushing it away. That's two sides of the same coin that grasping for, that pushing away. And after thirst, after tanha, upadana, clinging, we get some ownership, there's loyalty, there's identification. Then becoming, bawa, I am, we are, this is mine. Birth, jati, we label or create a new reality based on these things that have been happening. And then the final link is dukkha, is aging, death, sorrow, lamentation, pain, grief, and despair. So dukkha comes from the first step, from ignorance. So while all these steps happen, what we need to know is if we're ignorant, if we're not seeing the truth of things, if we're ignoring things, if we're stuck on autopilot, Dukkha is going to occur. Let's go through these again with an example. Ignorance. I'm going about my day, just doing my normal thing. Mental activities. Sankaras start to happen. It's getting close to one. I start to think about what I'm going to have for lunch. Consciousness, vijnana. I need to decide what I'm going to have for lunch. That's the thought that I have. That's the conscious thought. Name and form, namarupa. So, what is lunch? it's a label that means a type of food, a type of experience. So lunch for me might mean different than for you. This is Nama So lunch in my mind has this idea of a hearty meal that includes some cheese. Lunch, name and form, Nama Then my six senses get involved. I open the fridge, the visual field. I make contact, my eyes focus on the three types of cheese in the fridge. Now, if I notice this, if I notice that I've gone down this path, this is the moment when I can say, oh, I'm stuck in a pattern. I need to close the fridge and rethink about my lunch, or I need to reach for the vegetables, not the cheese. But so often, that's not what happens, and so I get into Vedana, I look at that, I have that contact with the, and then I feel Vedana, feeling tone of pleasant. So then, thirst, the tanha, I want cheese, the clinging, I have to have cheese, the becoming, I am a person who gets to have cheese at lunch, the birth, I eat the cheese, the dukkha, the short and long term ill effects. So, short term, maybe. It hurts my gut a little bit long-term. If I eat cheese at every meal, that's going to have impact on my health, right? Aging, death, sorrow, lamentation, pain, grief, and despair. Now, what I'm noticing as I'm talking through these is for the last six, this Vedana, Tanha, upadana, Bhava, Jati, Dukkha, that I'm talking about those much faster than the first six. So this is something to notice, is that once we feel that Vedana, pleasant, often the craving, clinging, becoming, birth, dukkha happens real fast. That's why between contact and Vedana is a really important time for us to notice and to change behaviors, to change our tack to not be stuck on that loop. Okay, so one more time with this example that I talked about at the beginning of the episode. So ignorance, I'm going along, taking care of my recovery, not seeing any underlying restlessness or doubt. Sankara, thinking normal thoughts, which include 12-step recovery because that's what's been conditioned in the mind from years of 12-step practice. There's consciousness, is what does it mean to be in recovery? Name and form, namarupa. There's some idea that recovery has to equal 12 step. Six senses, this mental proliferation of doubt of, oh, can I really be in recovery if I'm not going to these 12 step meetings? Contact, somebody saying, hey, I haven't seen you in a meeting in a while. So some doubt expressed by others. So there's internal and external doubt. Vedana feeling the pressure is unpleasant. This should, this, I should be doing this or someone else saying you should be doing this. So then comes the thirst, the tanha. If I go to a meeting, I will feel better. Clinging. A meeting equals progress, recovery, good feelings. It'll get this other person off my back, whatever. Becoming, I am a person in recovery, so I have to go to 12-step meetings. Birth, jati, I go to the meeting. Dukkha, this sucks. This isn't supporting my recovery, actually. Now, like I said, this is trickier than the cheese example because there was some benefit at some point of doing this behavior. And just because that's changed, doesn't mean that the culture around you has changed. So people may still expect you to do that, and you may be conditioned to still expect yourself to do that thing. The thing to remember about dependent origination is this is happening all the time. We're taking birth all the time. We're in ignorance. We're taking birth. We're living in dukkha all the time. So, it's really important not to beat ourselves up if we do a behavior that's not good for us. Sometimes it's layers, right? Sometimes we need to work through things on different layers, on psychological layers, on physical layers, on generational layers. So, sometimes it's like peeling an onion. We might be able to stop the cycle a little bit earlier, we might get to the meeting. And at the end, leave and not talk to anybody. And then the next time, maybe halfway through the meeting, we leave. Then maybe the next time, we get to the parking lot and we realize that's not what we need and we drive back home. And then maybe we stop going. But see how that's a process? In the show notes, I have links and I also have the 12 links of dependent origination. So if you want to write these down or think about these, these are there. So the upshot of this, the upshot of the understanding that ignorance leads eventually to dukkha is that ignorance is not bliss. An idle mind is a devil's playground. If we just let ourselves go on autopilot, we are going to create dukkha. We must cultivate awareness through mindfulness to have less moments of ignorance. We need to see when we're stuck in this cycle and try and interrupt it as soon as possible. First Noble Truth, Dukkha. Second Noble Truth, Tanha, Craving. And if we can see these, live these, understand these, the third Noble Truth, is Nibbana, is liberation, is the possibility of extinguishing this cycle. So know that that's possible for each and every one of us. Thank you for listening. Please check out any links in the show notes. You can find me on my website, towardlight.net, or on Instagram at towardlight108.